Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Facebook Live, hoping this is all operational. Um, a little bit later than advertised tonight because I have been in the operating room and uh, doing some good cases and uh, quite a bit of uh, surgery, and uh, it's all been good and I've uh, enjoyed it very much. One of the problems, though, with surgery, one of the things that I don't enjoy so much is the fact that as plastic surgeons we operate in four dimensions. Now you've got, obviously you've got the three dimensions, the normal dimension, but, but the fourth dimension is time. And you can do surgery and it can look fantastic and look great and be so delighted with it on the operating table, but then it's unpredictable how it goes over time because the patient doesn't see that result for, you know, for a few months. So when the patient first sees the result, it's all swollen and, and it takes time for it to settle. And sometimes I wonder if I'd be better off being like doing car, car being a carpenter or a car mechanic. I like to be a car mechanic. I don't know anything about cars, but I like the thought of if you measure something and it like fits, then you know it's going to work. I like the thought of that, like woodwork or something, making like a cog and you know, you know it's going to work. Because the problem with surgery, you cut something and you stitch it and then you know, you cut a nipple as a circle and then a few months later it's not circular or, you know, you measure things and it's all, all identical on each side and then one's more swollen than the other or whatever. For whatever reasons, that's one of the difficult things about this job, dealing with that fourth dimension. And that brings me to my first question, which is from a patient who is four weeks post-op having had breast implants and she feels that they look weird and the nipples are sitting on top of pyramids and the shape looks all wrong and uh, she's very worried. And I've had a look back at the photos from one week, which was when I saw her, obviously pre-op in one week, and I can see exactly what she means because they looked a bit like that at one week. Now, the one-week checkup, I'm really looking for wound healing. I'm just looking at the wounds to see how they heal because they always look a bit weird. And uh, I'm seeing her again in a couple of weeks, so this is my first post-op appointment at six weeks after the one-week one. Um, and even then, that's really just to get you massaging the scar. So it does take a while for things to settle, so I wouldn't worry about it at this stage. I wouldn't get too upset about it at this stage. Now, as I say, we are working in the, in the you know, that, that fourth dimension of time, and I can't guarantee everything will settle, but what I can say to you, and what I, I often say to people is that, I can tell you now, things will be different three months. I normally say three months things start to settle. Um, so about three to six months things start to settle. You should really wait a year properly for things to settle, but three to six months things really start to settle. So you really need to wait until then to see how things are going to settle. And I hope everything's going to be fine. I can't guarantee it, but I hope it will. And I certainly wouldn't be too upset at, at four weeks. I certainly see people at four weeks and six weeks um, where things don't look right and they look a bit full and look a bit, pyramid and sticky outy and your cleavage isn't right and it's all swollen across the cleavage and uh, all the things that you were describing um, will 
settle. And I hope to an acceptable level, but we will have to see how things settle. But I certainly wouldn't worry about it, and I'm, I'm not particularly worried about it. I think things will, well, I know things will settle, and hopefully you'll be happy with them. Um, but you have to give it time, and I'm sorry that it's upsetting at this stage. It does take time for everything to settle down. Mm. So that's the fourth dimension. Hashtag fourth dimension. Um, tuberous breast. Tuberous breast deformity. So we've got a patient who's asked us about uh, tuberous breast deformity. She's uh, asked for a quote. Uh, we often get this. It's not just one. We often get people ask for a quote of tuberous breast deformity. It's a huge spectrum of tuberous breast deformity. There's also some very mild um, patients who just maybe don't even feel that they've got it. It doesn't really matter whether you've got it or not. It's not like it's a disease. It's just a thing, and it doesn't matter what you call it, to be honest with you. People say, have I got tuberous breast? It doesn't matter whether you've got tuberous breast. If you feel the shape's not right or the size is not right, then we can talk about whether you can have the shape and the size changed. If you feel that the shape and the size is right, then that's it. It's right. It doesn't matter, does it? So what if someone says you've got tuberous breast? It's their problem. So, um, way, Nic Nicola is really happy at four weeks. There you go. See, that's, that's what you, that's, thank you. Thank you. Um, so I hope the fourth dimension because <laughs> no, it will it will continue to get it won't get worse it will get better over time. Excellent, excellent. It does it does it does take a while. So I think four weeks is early days. That's that's great that you've uh, got given me that little comment. That makes me feel better. I feel better now. Thank you. Um, oh, oh yeah, tuberous breast deformity. Uh, hi Jody. Good evening. Um, Tuberous breast deformity, um, so it's a spectrum, spectrum of, of things, and I, you, so yes, it can be treated with just implants, in which case the price is for breast augmentation, it might need just implants with some internal scoring, some internal work, which again might just still be the same price as a breast augmentation, or you might need something else, sometimes the areola is big and herniated, you might need the areola reduced. You might need a lift. You might need a lift of one side and not the other. There's often asymmetries. Uh, you might need a lift of both. So it's hard to, you know, we can tell you what the price is for breast implants if it's sort of one of the milder variants of tuberous breast deformity. But, um, but we can't uh, necessarily uh, tell you exactly what, what, you know, whether you might need some more uh, things than that. Um, so that's the uh, tuberous breast deformity. Oh, am I asking this question as well? It's a, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do it at night. Um, so yes, tuberous breast deformity spectrum, ranging from breast implants through to just a breast lift, for instance, if it's just shape, uh, or areola reduction, or breast lift and implants, and maybe asymmetries. So the prices can change. So you might need a quote sort of once we've seen you, but we can certainly give you an idea of how much these operations cost in general terms. And um, we've got, I've got a patient who's just, I've just seen it just this minute. She's just um, said that she's been to the GP and had a thing, a mole removed from the shoulder, the, off the, the, the scar, the area's got lumpy, so uh, someone said, oh, you should get it removed again. The GP said, no, just put bio oil on it. Um, <clears throat> and really worried because it looks worse than what the original thing was. Um, 
and sent a photo, which is fantastic. Photos really helpful. Thanks for that. Um, that is a hypertrophic scar. Um, your GP is absolutely right not to, to cut it out again because there's a uh, hypertrophic scar means it's scarred too much and there's certain areas which are very uh, which are sort of danger areas for it and the cape area is one so that means the shoulders and the sternum uh, also the earlobes people with piercings can get them but the shoulders and the sternum is a real danger area for hypertrophic scar so you worry anytime you put a scar on those areas it can become hypertrophic um, yeah sorry um, so it is totally the wrong thing to do to cut it out again because if you cut it out again you'll give a bigger, a bigger scar and then that scar can go hypertrophic and what you found is actually the scar is worse than the initial thing and the scar uh, there's a sort of spectrum between hypertrophic scar and it goes on to keloid scarring um, and keloid scarring can be really bad and goes sort of much bigger than the original um, uh, the original uh, scar but the uh, point is that it um, it is often worse than the original thing because the problem is it's the way your body scars and it's the, your body is forming too much scar tissue uh, for whatever reason. I, I, the problem is animals don't get these. There's no animal models for it. We don't really know what causes them. Uh, certain skin types cause them, so they're more common in Afro-Caribbean skin types. And as I say, certain areas you can cause them in the shoulders and the sternum are the real danger areas. Um, so I wouldn't uh, advise you have it removed again. Uh, I think your GP is absolutely right with the massaging um, the bio oil. That's an excellent thing and, and great advice. I think the other thing that can be used is silicone dressings. A lot of people say to me when they've had surgery, oh, I've got all these silicone dressings. Um, should I use them on my scars? And I say, no, they're marketed as scar reduction dressings. They're quite expensive. You get them in boots or other chemists. I'm not affiliated to boots. You can get them in the chemist. Um, things like uh, Seeker Care, Sil Gel, um, there's loads of mates. Dermatix, Dermatix like an ointment. You can get it either as an ointment or a sheet. On the on the shoulder, I think a sheet would be better. Um, God, there's loads of mates. Um, uh, Keeler Coat. Um, anyway, there's, there's loads of them. <laughs> silicone gel sheets or, or ointment as I say I think on the shoulder the, she the sheet would be better than the ointment the ointment's good if it's the face um, anyway that they are not good for normal scars or at least there haven't been there's no good evidence for them there's no harm in using them for normal scars but the evidence really comes in for hypertrophic scars so the ones like this um, if it is high if the scar becomes hypertrophic it becomes red and lumpy then the silicone dressings can be good so you can say get them from the chemist and that might be something you could try. You either try the silicone dressings or massage and, and moisturize, either or. You can't really do both because you can't really massage and moisturize when the silicone's on because you just rub it off. So maybe try massaging and moisturize. And if it's, I can't remember how old the scar is, but if it's like, you know, six weeks or more old, give it some, you know, give it a good bit of pressure when, you, when you're moisturizing and massaging two or three times a day if you can. I know it's difficult where it is, but if you can do it a few times a day, that's good. So uh, maybe try your moisturizing massage, see how it goes. If you don't find that that's giving you any relief, then you can uh, use silicone. Often by relief, I mean the main problems are that, that they're red, they're lumpy, and they're often itchy. I'm not sure if this one's itchy. So, you know, it just can help with the redness and it can help with the lumpiness. Um, you're welcome. Um, the other thing you can do, actually, is um, steroid injections is the next sort of, there's a sort of, um, 
there's a sort of algorithm of treatments you can use depending on how bad they are. I would definitely start, I think, I think there's no harm at all in doing a massage and moisturizing. If that doesn't work, they go with the silicone dressings. The next stage would be uh, injections of steroid into the scar, can be a bit painful, can have potential side effects, nothing too drastic, but you know, anything you do once you start sticking needles in, there's potential for bad things to happen. So that's something you need to think about. If it, if it doesn't get better over time, then that's something that you can think about. They're often self-limiting, I would say, so it might get better on its own. It might... Um, it might um, it might be self-limiting, but you, you, so you've had a keloid scar of your ear. Oh, blimey! So you've already had a keloid scar of your ear, and then you have it sitting on your shoulder. What a nightmare, right? Well, your body's obviously pro. So yeah, definitely don't just be careful every time you have any surgery then, because you've obviously got uh, maybe a, a more of a tendency to hypertrophic scarring. Um, so yes, um, yeah. So the ear, you can also have pressure pressure clips. If you can get pressure on it, that is good. So the ear. You know, parts of the body where you get pressure. You might see people with burns have it on their face. They have sort of pressure masks, um, but pressure is good. That's why I say the massage. It's difficult to get pressure, constant pressure on your shoulder, but maybe when you're massaging it, give a bit of uh, pressure would be helpful. Um, so yeah, so moisturize with uh, bio oil, give it or or whatever, any sort of cream. Give it a bit of pressure. If that doesn't work, the silicone dressings. If that doesn't work, you could consider steroid injections. Hope that's been helpful. Um, that's good. God, that was a last-minute one. That's the best one. Of the, well, I'm going to take anything away from the others because they're all good questions, but that was a good one, right? Um, so thank you for that. Thank you for asking the question. And um, oh, what time is it? Half nine. God, look at that. Um, well, that I am going to say that that's been very nice. Good day. And oh, look at this. Dawn's in. Dawn's in. Um, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're very welcome. How are you? I'm well. This past couple of weeks, I've noticed a red circle stroke sore mark around the small tag on my left breast. Is this something I should go to the doctor about? Or you? It's not so bad at the moment. Okay, that when we have the hot weather. I'm not sure what the small tag is. Uh, Dawn, you can see either. You're always welcome to see me. You know that. Why don't you come and see me? Very happy to see you. Uh, or send us a photo. Uh, last couple of weeks, and there's a red circle stroke sore mark. Doesn't sound like anything to worry about, Dawn, to be honest with you. If it's sort of localized red mark, that doesn't sound like so much like infection. If it's just like a localized thing, uh, I mean, infection is one thing that you worry about. Um, but, you know, if it's just a localized red area, is there, is there, is there a skin tag? Is that okay? Well, um, round the skin. Is the skin tag being traumatized? I don't, I don't remember this. Is the skin tag being traumatized? Um, that might have been. That might um, be the the thing. Like the girl got infected. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is awkward. Live Q and A. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's. Um, oh dear. I think it's fine, Dawn. I think it should be absolutely fine. Come and see me in real life. We'll take this offline. Um, but I don't think there's anything to worry about. Doesn't sound like it's too desperate. Uh, but it might just settle on its own. It might be that the skin tag's been traumatized, or it might be that. Um, well, that, that's the main might be. I don't think it's, you know, it, when you say things are red, you worry about infection, but it doesn't sound like that. Dawn, does it? It doesn't sound like infection. Infection's red, hot, and angry, and it's less localized, it tends to spread, and things like that. Uh, but oh, it might be that. It might need some antibiotics, in which case, again, you can come and see me, or you 
for your GP. Very happy to see you, Dawn, at any time. Yeah, send a photo. That's it, send a photo. Awesome. That's the way to go. Um, excellent. That's brilliant, Dawn. I'll tell you what, Dawn, I thoroughly encourage you to do uh, on uh, questions live. I love it. I know I didn't answer that one very well, but the principle of doing a question live is uh, very much, um, you know, uh, encouraged. That's the word, encouraged. Okay, thank you very much. That's excellent. Uh, Dawn, looking out for your photo. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, thanks for your questions. I um, hope that's been helpful, and I'm going to check out and um, go home, I suppose. All right, then. Uh, I'm ending here. All right, then. See you next week. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.